Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. Today on the show, we are wrapping up 2022 with an episode about one of my favorite ways to use bread, the sandwich. I'll be talking with Eric Silver, the head of creative at Multitude Productions, host and DM of Join the Party and host of Games and Feelings, about our favorite sandwiches, the things that we think make a good sandwich, the things that we think make a sandwich an abomination, and so much more. All about this this lovely way to put things between two slices of bread. And, and what better way to end a year than with that final slice of bread that tops the sandwich, right? You can think of, of our final episode of the year and our first episode of the year as two opposite ends of a sandwich bread. It's been a long week, folks. Holidays are, are a rough time to be someone who works in food. Uh, my brain is a little fried from the combination of, you know, retail food service during during Christmas and Hanukkah and having children during Christmas and Hanukkah. So forgive me if I'm a little out of it today. Uh, but you know who's not out of it is our special guest, Eric. So without further ado, I'm going to just kick it to the conversation that I recorded with him a couple days ago. Here you go. Eric, thank you for joining us uh, as the very last guest of the year. How does it feel? Listen, I love the butt of the bread. I'm here for it. It's like you were leaving it for me. Yeah. But here's the thing, Tom, is that when people don't like the butt of the bread, then I get more bread because I also got the, I got the slices and then people are like, mm, no, I'm not going to just get something else and then I get the bread. So it works. Yeah. And, and you know, this year has been kind of entirely about bread for us, right? Like bread won mm-hmm. Munch Madness in 2022. So we have That's had great. to do a lot of bread-based content. Uh, so I'm really glad we're closing out the year, putting that end slice on, if you will, with another conversation about something bread-related. Uh, that is you. I'm kind of a, I'm like 50% pumpernickel, 50% rye. You um, know, I'll make a swirl. That sounds real good. I love a swirl. I do too. Honestly, it's a pretty, it's a very pretty sandwich, or it's a very pretty piece of bread. We're talking about sandwiches. That's what we're sandwiches. doing. Sandwiches. Right? That's yeah. it. That's it. Sandwiched between uh, us doing nonsense is content. Um, <laughs> that's the content, Tom. That's, that's what it is. That's it. I feel so bad. So, so two weeks ago on the show, I talked to your wife Amanda. Uh, mm. And for that episode, I was an exhausted mess because I had just gone to a wedding like the night before and was still recovering. I'm still kind of recovering from that, frankly. Uh, and now I am a mess because I just didn't have coffee today because I woke up this morning and there was no coffee left and I had to get the kids to school. And then I got the kids to school and I came home and I forgot to get coffee on the way back. You know how many fucking cafes are in our neighborhood that I could have gotten caf- coffee at? I a didn't lot. get a coffee. And then I went to the grocery store. And I got stuff to make lunch and I bought coffee and I proceeded to not make myself a cup of coffee. So making good decisions today. That's fine. I like how Amanda and I are just going to weekend at Bernie's you on your own. <laughs> That's I'm a- moving Tom's mouth around. I'm setting Tom's mic up. He has sunglasses on. 
<laughs> that's it. That's it. You are controlling me. Um, so before we before we get into sandwiches, before we really dig into the delicious feeling of this episode, I want to dig into the delicious feeling of you. Tell us a tale of you and food over the years together once upon a time. Food is just good. I, I'm still it still perplexes me. When you go to a family's house and, like, they don't care about food, mm-hmm. it really just is wasps at this point, right? <laughs> because it's like everyone else likes food. We can talk about this from, like, every other, like, other white Christians like food, you know? Like, because they usually have, um, like, traditions from where they, regional traditions that they deal with. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that they're dealing with it. And then, of course, like, every other group of people like food and whether it's an ethnic group or a religious group or a regional group people like food and making a lot of food for others literally everyone but like fucking white what very specific white christians because like, i'm not saying anything that's true i just like i you know it, it's that's a thing you learn later in life how many similarities you have with other people mm-hmm. just, just like the building blocks of your of these types of people especially living in in america or in north america as it as it is so which is why i i just i love eating i love eating all types of eating uh, as it is i grew up in new york so i'm very lucky that i've had lots of different type of food uh growing up in the uh being born in 1991 means like in the 2000s like the food, the good restaurant boom happened. Uh, le- people learned what uh, what like Asian fusion restaurants were <laughs> and things like that. I was able to ride that, which was wonderful. My dad um, uh, also very into Chinese food, which was really nice. And we, I have very fond memories of going to like you know kosher Chinese food places. Uh, I'm Jewish. Hello, what's, what's up? Hi. You might have known that from the other time that I've been on the show. <laughs> you know, it's a really strong relationship of kosher Chinese food, mm-hmm. which I feel like allows i don't want to say authentic because that's a bullshit word when we're talking about food but like people's more regional traditions of different types of chinese food overcoming american chinese food mm-hmm. let's then show because you can't you can't use certain certain meats so instead you're going to do whatever spices works the best for kosher beef or for mm-hmm. vegetarian meals which honestly is really wonderful um i uh i was in philly for packs unplugged recently and we went to I, it was just like this bar this bar that like had a like a bar that masqueraded as like a bistro you know what i mean sure yeah and we had oh no 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 we we did that too which was very funny cuz we went to philly i really like regional um regional cuisines mm-hmm. like i love we went into that bar and asked for a citywide which at philly bars is a pbr and a shot Okay. Um, they said they didn't have it there, and I'm like, "What was even the point of me coming to Philly? Come on, <laughs> you're like too classy for it." So I really love region. I also really love regional fast food. Mm. Uh, my mom moved to Nashville uh, about 10, 15 years ago, and being able to go to like Bojangles has been a really wonderful time for me. <laughs> and also like going to Wawa because I have a lot of friends from the Philly area. It has also been really wonderful. So I'm really fascinated by regional cuisine. But before I went, um. Uh, we went to like a Thai, like a Chinese Thai fusion place in Philly. It was just like in downtown. It was like near the convention center. And um, first of all, speaking of Amanda, I am so bad at ordering food for myself. Like I always get whenever I order, and then Amanda orders, I look over. I'm like, you got the better thing How- <laughs> every time. So recently I've been turning over my ordering to Amanda for the rest of 2022 and it's been going really well. <laughs> so, so like I recognize this about myself. There are things I really like, like I love 
peanut butter and savory peanut dishes in the various cuisines that have that. Like I love, I love broccoli and Brussels sprouts and broccolini, and there are plenty of other things I love. So, but there's this one thing I really love: um, cucumber salad mm -hmm. uh, that comes or spicy cucumber salad near us in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. This place just opened up called Wen Wen, which is a Thai. Taiwanese place. It's blown up recently. It's like gotten on, I don't know if it's Michelin star, but it's like on all the food blogs and stuff. It's really, really great and it's really close to us. So I've been there a bunch of times, like at random times just by myself and it's been incredible. They have this really great cucumber salad, which I really love. It has like pineapple vinegar and like the ma la spice, you okay. know, yeah, yeah. of, uh, of that area of China and Taiwan, which so then we, but then I had this cucumber salad at this place and this was like Szechuan style. It was like spicy in that Szechuan where it was like really red and covered <laughs> oil. And I'm like, these two things are the same but different. I love it. it was so, like I recognize that and I love that. I love it when you can recognize the regionality of all those places um, and being able to live in New York and ride just the being at NYU in 2009 and living in New York for that entire time has been wonderful. And seeing like the rise and fall of restaurants that you love, you really know you're a New Yorker when a place you've been to a lot is closed now, is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's how I, that's how I know. A ch so a, a sushi place I used to go to that was like super cheap. It was a place that said they always had 50% off. It was like a sale, like a place that always had a sale going on. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I really love, I really, really love cheap sushi. I have like deep associations of going to all-you-can-eat sushi places in Toronto, where I spent a lot of my summers um, because I went to Jewish summer camp up there. And sure, yeah. Close to city, and like a lot of my friends, I guess it was like a more of a thing in Canada, like all-you-can-eat sushi. I hadn't seen it in in the United States at the time. And I really loved it. And I've, there's a few that I've been to that I have really positive associations with it. So I really like cheap sushi because I like eating a lot of fish. I feel like it's luxurious for sure. yourself. Um, and I think it's cool. And usually I've never gotten sick from it. Knock on, knock on all types of wood. I haven't gotten sick from these places, even grocery store sushi uh, or Japanese, like Japanese grocery sushi that has popped up in New York City a lot. I haven't gotten sick from it. I just really enjoy it. It's really fun. But also my con score is pretty high, so that's also part of it. Uh, <laughs> so the place, I used to go there a lot, and it was like on, it was really close to an apartment I used to live, and I moved, like, I moved away from that apartment, like, I don't know, at some point. So five months after that, that whole block exploded. What? There was a gas leak. And it exploded. Holy so shit. The buildings, the buildings, like four to the left and four to the right on a New York City block is gone. And uh, the building I used to live in was like just outside the blast radius. But that sushi place was gone because it exploded. Right. And I'm like, oh, I, I guess I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> so that was wild. And that's see, crazy. But, so, I mean, that's like, that's my food journey. I think I like thinking about it, you know. Uh, I grew up kosher for a while, so I didn't get to eat a lot of stuff. So I still have like a weird association with like pork and, sh and shrimp. I think I, I got too into shrimp and then like I didn't cook it correctly for a while. So now like I'm back on not liking shrimp anymore. It's like a weird taste in my mouth because I think I kept undercooking it when I was like trying to make it for myself. Right. So it's not like a weird and like pork chops I don't understand. I'm like, you just eat this and you cover it in, in sweet sauce? Honestly, what I, I got to say like I the show is called no bad food. There's no food that is bad food, but like pork chops for me have never done it. 
They've never done it for me. I I like the kind of weird stuff you can put on pork chops, like pork and apple. Mm. I'm like, cool. I really like that. I think that's neat. Well, that's it. And they they have that they have that going for them. But at the same time, like I've never had a mind blowing pork chop experience the way that I have with other cuts of meat, even other cuts of pork. It's just specifically pork chops. There's something to the like texture of them that they like get rubbery really easily and like i don't know like it doesn't it it doesn't work for me it really feels like a sweetness delivery vehicle like say it's your dinner yeah no i i 100 agree with you yeah Um, so i'm like still coming around on it also this is why i don't like bacon is because Mm -hmm. i came to it late and i think that big bacon has put it in our brains that we're supposed to love bacon enough that it's a personality trait right and because i didn't grow up with bacon i think sausage is better because it's meatier and thicker look also like yeah i if i want bacon it's specifically because i'm looking for the crunch of bacon right? right like it's great in a sandwich or on a burger but like breakfast i would rather have sausages i would rather have the breakfast sausage right but then again, I kind of understand it because it's like I've been watching The Crown a lot lately. I got really into The Crown. Uh, and they have like, what are they called? Like soldier, like little soldiers when you have a soft boiled egg like in a cup and then you break it open and then you dunk like the the, the toast strips and the bacon in it. Sure. That makes sense. But I feel like they didn't make it over to the, to the diners of New Jersey <laughs> when, when the colonists came over. You know what I mean? Like you need an egg cup for that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or at the very least, like you could like cut your, your Taylor ham in strips, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, I love Taylor ham. I also love Scrapple. I think that the different types of sausages are also wonderful. I yeah. think also sausages is incredible. Both linked and patty. <laughs> Someday, someday I want to do like a really deep, thorough episode about like regional, like force meat dishes, you know, mm. like Scrapple and, and Taylor ham and Quebec has this one called Croton that's like a oh, gray God. paste almost. And like yeah. all of these like little like weird, like pork based kind of breakfast adjacent. No one's really sure what this is. People from other places are going to think this is gross. Like I want, I want to eat all of them and I want to like learn everything about them, you know? That sounds incredible. Can I? Can I make? If you're gonna start doing a limited, a prestige limited series podcast, can you got to talk about the bacon industrial complex and how it was literally a psyop by the pork lobby that they convinced they got like an ad sales, uh, like an ad company to make bacon cool. Like that whole thing was a psyop to get us to that bacon was so in was like a personality trait in like 2012 do you remember that oh i remember i remember like you, you had bacon everything like bacon is my co-pilot you <laughs> saw you go to urban outfitters and everything is bacon like yeah. that was someone bought that like the pork lobby put money into that and it worked it, it worked did. we did do worked. we did bacon everything back then yeah and we were straight up ignoring pork belly yeah, because and bacon was taking the place of pork belly, and I'm glad pork belly has its shine now. But it's like I, why well, I cannot believe you would fucking give me bacon instead of a slab of pork belly, you fucking monsters, you fit you Don Draper ass asshole. Give me the pork belly. Why is it never? It's never the good guys who have the marketing budget. Eh? It's never the ones who are like, here's this delicious thing. More people need to know about it. It's the ones who are like, what can we do with this, uh, like, fatty, crunchy, like, just yeah. just okay. Like, let's smoke the hell out of it. Can I tell you another funny thing? Another food, like, big big uh, food company one. Did you know that uh, marshmallows on sweet potatoes was a um, an ad an ad buy? 
I think I've heard about this before. Yeah. Yeah. The way it was like marshmallows hired someone who like worked at Betty Crocker to make like a pamphlet for wives of how to use marshmallows in Thanksgiving food. And that's where the first like recipe for sweet potato casserole with marshmallows on it. That's where it came from. Amazing. Yeah. But no, we're not here to talk about this other bullshit. The reason, here's the thing, though. Hopefully me saying this is like, I have thought about this stuff so long. Like the things I love in food, I think about it so much. I intellectualize it a lot, which is why I wanted to talk about sandwiches with you. <laughs> because I love sandwiches. It might be one of my favorite foods. I have three favorite foods. One is breakfast, one is sandwich, and one is leftover. So <laughs> that's a that's a really convenient trio considering. Honestly, if I can do two out of three, I'm a very happy boy. I'll you can you do that. three out of three most mornings, depending on how much you have left over from the night before, right? That's, that's why. That's why a left. Well, it has to be hot. Yeah, that's why a leftover like egg, like bagel with egg and cheese on it would be just perfect for me. I could just sure. pull it out of the fridge. It's wonderful. So, but like, there's so many things about sandwiches that like. I love deeply, but also are like jumping off points for us to talk about food and how it fits in our culture. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I'm going to throw these all out. Like I'm fucking pointing out jeopardy categories, <laughs> but we could talk about Instagram and like food Instagram, which I think sandwiches is a fundamental part of it. We can talk about our favorite sandwiches. We can talk about like what it's like learning to feed yourself <laughs> as an adult and where sandwiches, where sandwiches come from. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff for us to dig into. And I just thought it would be fun to, fun to start. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, let's let's dig into it a little bit. So you mentioned like you mentioned regional sandwiches, and I think that's that's maybe a fun place for us to start because you talked a bunch just now about like, you know, going to different places and growing up in a really good food city and getting to kind of make those little connections of like the links between foods and (laughs) the new Zelda game coming out in 2023 uh, and the like different, you know, ways that different people express the same dish. And like, that's something that I think is really fucking cool about sandwiches is that like everyone has a sandwich everywhere you go, there is a sandwich and like, you can go to a place and find like four versions of the same sandwich done completely differently because the people there are just slightly different. Yeah, seriously, especially in New York where there's everyone's like competing to be the best blank in the city. Right. Uh, you can really get all these different things and find your, your favorite stuff. I know we could talk about the fried chicken sandwich wars. Right. I mean, it's, it's honestly ridiculous. Like, you know, seeing a lot of these like New York city Instagrams, or like these re- these like city based Instagrams that's like oh here are all the like there's one called Belly like on NYC that mm-hmm. like ranks all this stuff and that's all they do and honestly it's helpful but at the same time is like I need to believe they rank them and they give them number like number scores right and then right. at the end you say all the best ones and I'm like okay I'm glad you're showing it to me and I'm glad that you get to see it you know they do the beautiful opening of the of then you see the middle of the cross section it's like okay it's good but I don't trust you random fucking dude. <laughs> Uh, who's ranking all these chickens, fried chicken sandwiches? It's also really funny because my second cousin Jeremy is a food, is a very popular food blogger. On okay. <laughs> so I'm also just like, how the fuck did this happen? Of course, like in New York City, there's so many different choices. Um, they started ranking like all the best pastrami okay. s- in the city, and I'm like, that made me feel a little iffy about it. I'm like, are we really comparing these? Like, also. First of all, the Jewish deli barely exists anymore. There's the straight up Jewish deli. So it's like, are you going to anywhere other than like somewhere that's famous, like Second Avenue or Katz's for this? And like, listen, you're going to go to Katz's. 
you're gonna buy you're gonna spend thirty dollars on a sandwich fine but you're going for the restaurant you're right. going to go to the place you know and i and i just don't understand the point of comparing it's like the pastrami on rye i'm not ranking them like it's best burger right, right like i'm yeah. going for a very specific reason uh to a very specific place and like you know there's only in so many other cities there's only like one good one or two good jewish delis right there's probably only one in la and i know there's like only one it's the one everyone talks about i can't remember what it is but i know there's like only one and i'm sure there's like only a few in chicago or in the various other places that Jews assemble in the various cities, and it's like I don't necessarily need to rank this. I just want to go to the place that ha- that likes the thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. There's like there are some things you don't need to rank. You can just have a good place. But if we're talking about sandwiches, I would rather go to a crazy sandwich place, mm. like a place that puts too much stuff on sandwiches. Yeah, this is why I wanted to talk to you. Okay. You are a butcher, right? Yeah. You you slice meat, you put meat on bread in between these two things, right? Yeah. How much meat is too crazy to put on a sandwich? In okay. your opinion. So so yeah, so this is interesting. So I I have left the butcher shop oh, right? okay. as of June, May, I don't really remember. Um you're, hey, you're a butcher wherever you go. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, and I've been working in delis since uh and specifically now i'm working at uh, an italian uh, pasta shop slash restaurant uh where i like got hired for my deli skills and my knowledge of meat uh, but uh, i'm doing a lot of like you know prep and and manager things as well um mm. but i make a lot of sandwiches as part of that is, is where i'm going with this um <laughs> so i still kind of think of myself as a butcher and a, and a deli clerk in a lot of ways despite the fact that i'm doing a lot more than that as well and uh I was talking to my boss about this last week because we just recently revamped the way that we do our sandwiches. We went from like, we had a whole system where we were doing like pre-made sandwiches that people could like point at in the, in the counter and we would like put them through the panini press and send them out, you know? Uh, Mm. And now we're doing them all on the spot and we made a menu and everything and it's better. Um, But we were talking about like, okay, quantities, right? Because it's harder to, (laughs) it's harder to get a consistent quantity when you're not making them in advance because yeah. you don't have one to compare it to, right? If I'm making six of the same sandwich, I know what I'm putting on all six of those sandwiches because I can do them one after the other. But mm-hmm. if I'm getting them to order, it's like, okay, well, we need to like establish like a standard kind of protocol for this. And the thing that I said was, well, <laughs> at my previous job, when I was working at the butcher shop, um, the way that we did sandwiches there was like kind of minimal in terms of like the amount of meat. Like you would ideally have enough that there would be meat and cheese in each bite but not like enough to be substantial because uh, mm. the owner of that place was kind of cheap. And so, you know, we were told like, keep it between like 80 and a hundred grams of meat per that sandwich. So little. That's Jeez. nothing. That's yeah. less than a quarter of a pound. It's yeah. very, very little. It's like four or five slices. Not that much. Right. I here at my current job, when we were talking about this was like, I feel strongly about like, I want these sandwiches to be like, hearty right i want them to have some heft to them and my boss was fully in agreement and i was like i would say like whatever is like the closest to like a a third of a pound or like somewhere between let's go somewhere between like a quarter and a third you know depending on depending on the meat because like some stuff yeah like if it's a little more ritzy like you don't want like you don't want a half a pound of prosciutto on your sandwich like that's just a mess right but like you know a half a pound of meatballs sure (laughs) 
like there's yeah, sure. so so depending on what it is right um but for me yeah like it has to be enough that like the bread to meat ratio needs to be a mess where like there's not that there's not as l- much bread in comparison right you almost want there to be more meat than there is bread yes I or, or at the very least the same amount but like ideally more right and yeah so so for me like i think that there is a point where there's too much uh because you still need to be able to like put the thing in your mouth and like hold it without it falling apart um and so i think it's going to depend on what you're putting in the sandwich but if we're just talking like deli meats i would say like yeah 150 to 200 grams so like a quarter pound to like half a pound maybe like that's my like sweet spot I got to come to you and you got to make me a sandwich. Jesus. <laughs> I love that so badly. Yes. I mean, listen, like it's one of those things where you don't know as a consumer mm-hmm. until it happens to you that there's too much meat on this sandwich. Yeah. And it's so complicated, especially now that people are putting this shit all over Instagram and TikTok and like unfurling it for everyone and be right. like, oh, check out these layers yeah. of these 12 of this 12 ingredient sandwich I just right. made. Um, are you talking like are you, let's are you talking like an Italian sub, let's say, that has like three different types of meats on it? Will you do like a hundred grams of each? So this is why I say that it like matters like it depends from sandwich to sandwich, right? Because I think if I was doing like a subway style like Italian BMT kind of situation, yeah. I would want the sandwich to be hefty, but I wouldn't necessarily want there to be the same like if we're doing just like turkey and cheese, something simple, right? Sure. I would say like 150 maybe 200 grams of turkey to be like a good like heft to it oh yeah dude if i'm doing a three meat sandwich i'm not necessarily going to have 600 grams of meat right but i wouldn't stray away from doing 450 <laughs> you know oh my God. <laughs> which is a full pound I mean, maybe i would i don't know that starts to feel a little ridiculous i think it would have to be like hmm Okay, okay. What do you think of this idea? I'm just I'm just brainstorming here cuz I haven't had this exact situation yet. But like mm-hmm. if my ideal for one meat is to have it be like a quarter to a third of a pound. Yeah. Or like a yeah, something like that. I think that if we're talking like one meat is like 150 to 200, three meats I would be comfortable saying 300. That's incredible. I love it. Cuz that's, that's cool. like that's a little more than a half a pound and we're getting three meats like you want to, to taste those three meats right but you right. don't want it to necessarily be like triple the meat right yeah just slightly more hey, you don't want three sandwiches worth of meat on your one sandwich. yeah exactly that's it that's why i feel like maybe like maybe like maybe i'd say <laughs> at that point you up it by like 50 grams per meat right so it's like sure. one meat is like 150 to 200 two is like 200 to 250 three is like 250 to 300 yeah no, yeah. I respect all this. I think it's all important. I don't know. Especially, and we're just talking about sliced meats. We're not even talking about yeah. like chicken cutlets, which throws everything out of whack, uh-huh. especially when you don't pound them so they're uneven. <laughs> um, or when you're you're using like voluminous uh, cheeses. Yeah. Like you're talking about French mozzarella because a lot of these places mm-hmm. are Italian places, so they have tons of French mozzarella yeah. everywhere. Um, and then, of course, you're usually throwing some random shit on there yeah. that's insane. Like you're throwing a ton of pesto on there or you're throwing mozzarella sticks and it stacks it starts to stack yeah i in my opinion a good sandwich should be like like between three quarters and a and a pound like of total weight like like between the between the meat and the bread and all the other stuff like you should have like a pound of food in that in your hand when you're eating a sandwich also, a lot of the time you're charging $15, 16 anyway. This right. is your, the meal is the sandwich. So, like, 
I think that's fine. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah. you want to, this isn't like 2006, you got a, 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 a mozzarella lettuce tomato from fucking with balsamic vinaigrette on it from Kosi. You know what I mean? Like, you need, this isn't like a Panera sandwich. You need right. something that's actually on it. So I think that that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. I will say, if you're having a side salad or like a soup on the side, then like a skinnier sandwich, I understand. But if you're just getting a meal sandwich, yeah, you want a hefty sandwich. You want a, you want a thick boy. Yeah, because you're probably if you want more, you're probably gonna get like an antipasti or like some something legitimately on the side. And like if you're the kind of place that gives pickles, Godspeed, I love you. Uh, please, more places give pickles. But I also understand if you don't, you know. Sure. Like, and if you're gonna give me a bread and butter pickle, I will find you and murder you because <laughs> and I, I we're beefing right now, and I'm gonna end that beef uh, as quickly as possible. Okay, important question for you. Pickle in the sandwich or on the side? What's your preference? Depends. Um, I think that, again, if it's a place that puts pickle on the side, I'm not going to get both. But a lot of places, especially the wonderful bodega that I live in in New York City, I'm fine with putting pickles on the sandwich. Like, a lot of the time I order my go-to order uh, at a bodega for, like, a lunch sandwich if I'm not getting a, a sausage, egg, and cheese is chicken cutlet, lettuce, tomato, pickle, ketchup, and then I have hot sauce in my in, where in my office or my home, which I'll just eat that. And sometimes I get American cheese for fun. Should sure. I get that on a roll or a hero, depending on how hungry I am? Okay, okay. I mean, like, I think it's underrated, and I think a lot of places are embracing it now because it looks better, honestly, mm-hmm. on Instagram. A lot of places are embracing the chicken cutlet as a as the the go to meat, yeah. like outside of um whatever, like salami or pastrami. I, I can't even say salami or pastrami because like we're talking about like yeah, it's usually like prosciutto or like whatever Italian meats are stacked high, right. like. And turkey is just forbidden. Like, why would I do turkey if it's not like a Thanksgiving gobbler sort of sort of thing? It's like you places have started accepting the chicken cutlet as yeah. the go-to, which well, I love because I fucking love chicken cutlets. Yeah, chicken cutlets are incredible. Well, that's it. It's it's interesting, right? Because like the the butcher slash deli that I worked at before my current job was very French. Like it was like French oh, French. Sure. Uh, not just Quebecois French, but it was like French. And so the sandwich culture there was different, right? It was like you would get like a half a baguette with like... That's barely a sandwich. That's just oh, a know. baguette with some jam. Yeah, basically. Like it was like it was a it was a half baguette with mayo, mustard, Dijon specifically. Uh, you know, deli meat of your choosing, Swiss cheese and lettuce if you wanted it. And like not a hefty amount of any of it right and well, like, that's different because fine. especially for french sandwiches the main thing is the baguette yeah and then some food so that you don't pass out later yeah know? exactly that's it whereas you know now working in an italian place it's like okay the sandwiches are very pork forward <laughs> like there's like one thing there's two things on the menu that are not pork based uh and one of them is vegetarian and the other is you know the chicken cutlet basically um uh, no actually we have a good number i think i think i made sure we had a good number of things that were not pork based we got the the chicken cutlet the turkey sandwich and uh and the vegetarian yeah Mm. and i think our meatballs are a mix hey that's pretty impressive for an italian place i'm proud of that's it right because it is so like italian meat is like our italian sandwich culture is very pork like if you if you google italian sandwiches uh there you'll find like lists of like here are the best sandwiches you've got to try when you go to italy and it's like basically just like 30 different regional variations of porchetta on on bread 
Yeah. They'll be like, you go here, you get a bread with uh, butter and porchetta. You go here, you get a bread with porchetta and rapini. You go here, you get a bread with porchetta and rapini. And it's like, wait, that, those are the same thing, back one after the other. Yes, <laughs> but the bread is a little different. And like, you know, it's funny you said it. Yeah. I, it's funny you said Italy because it's like, I, I don't remember if you told me this or I learned this somewhere, but like the Italian American sandwich culture is based on the fact that like we're now in the new world. Let's put as much meat as possible on to show people we have money for meat. Right. So like that's why it makes sense and that's why it's enjoyable. So that's the big, the, you know, the big difference. And yeah. I totally understand that. Well, that's it. And and like the, the sort of Italian ethos of food is very like we don't need that much to make our stuff special right like the that's the sort of like through line of it all is like simple ingredients amazing execution so you'll get sandwiches that are like one or two ingredients but they taste fucking great because that's all you need is like like you said something before about like tomato mozzarella and lettuce with balsamic and like maybe swap the lettuce out for fresh basil and you've got a kick-ass sandwich there right you got a sauce going baby (laughs) sure Yeah, I mean, basically, but like in sandwich form, right? And like, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, yeah, that's what, I mean, capre, it was caprese. I was being silly. Sure, yeah, 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 exactly. But that's it. Like, uh, <laughs> that is one of our vegetarian sandwich options, actually, is the caprese. It's like we do our like house pesto, fresh mozzarella, tomato, and uh, this like really nice balsamic reduction. That's, I mean, that sounds incredible. And like, no, there, we're at a point, especially with Italian stuff, where like veg- the vegetarian stuff can be better. Like, mm-hmm. I remember some places I used to go to where I would get like their black bean burger because it was better. Sure. Um, like, there were diners I've been to that I've gotten that intentionally. And like, you know, if we're talking about a fucking eggplant parm, fuck, sometimes I don't want that more than a chicken parm. Sure. Yeah. Or, or meatballs, especially if they're, if they're, if it's extra messy like that sure yeah um, yeah i mean listen sandwiches oh God. now i'm just thinking about all the sandwiches that like of, of delis i've been to that are so insane that i still can't believe i ate there's a place near us called anthony and sons that like has pioneered one of like the weird stuff on sandwiches that's gotten very large on social media as well mm-hmm. and like they are the one that has put like mozzarella sticks and fries on sandwiches but here's the thing i've ordered that stuff before and it's not that crazy i think that some sandwich descriptions sound wilder than they are yeah and actually it balances out because you it's not exactly what you said it's not like we took (laughs) a ham and cheese that already existed and then put mozzarella sticks on them like it's (laughs) calibrated yeah calibrated so it was cool to have like a melty fried thing on it but it was balanced by some other stuff and also they always put something like spicy or acidic on there shout out to all my best friends putting italian dressing on shit that cuts everything that i think works incredibly well and makes me super happy yeah Um, yeah (laughs) i don't think that wild sandwiches deserve as much hate as like other weird like over the top foods sure like burgers like burgers too much you cannot hide behind like a burger is a bur- everything i'm seeing on this incredible weird this everything i'm seeing on this incredibly insane burger i will have to eat you right. know what i mean but you know in a sandwich a lot of it just looks pretty for the cross section and then it's actually quite manageable yeah uh, for a person who likes eating a lot at a time you know but still <laughs> yeah exactly that's it it's it's sandwiches i mean again like you've got to have the balance right and i think like i don't know why people have more trouble getting the balance right with burgers than they do with sandwiches but you're right that that is exactly what it is right like maybe it's because people forget that with a burger 
like at the end of the day the patty matters a lot yeah right yeah and so they just like throw a bunch of toppings on there thinking this will be great but then they forget about the like patty to everything else ratio yeah i think that's like the the um shake shack vacation of things they're like oh i'm gonna do a smash burger and then do whatever i want like the smash burger doesn't fix everything my man <laughs> and then i'm gonna charge you 30 dollars because i put some a fried egg on it it's like you, that doesn't fix it no. and i have said it's a mess and i can't eat it i'm gonna end up eating it like a knife and fork that's it it's like when i'm when i'm making sandwiches at the shop the only sandwich that i want to be messy is the meatball sandwich what? and like honestly even that i would prefer if it wasn't messy but like it comes with the territory like these are meatballs swimming in sauce like i'm giving you eight of them like you have to you have to be ready for this to be a wet sandwich you know no that's very that's that's very very true <laughs> like you don't order a meatball sandwich expecting it to be a dry sandwich yeah i mean you know and even those are even you going to subway and yeah. eating it like there you know it's gonna be messy yeah exactly <laughs> Amanda taught me this once that like Subway isn't food. It's just, it's a hunger eraser. Sure. <laughs> it makes you feel like more of an RPG character than eating at Subway. Oh my God. That's so real. I love, I, I don't, okay. I don't love Subway. But, like, I like it. It's a place I've been to for years. And like buying a foot long sub was kind of what one of like those weird things you do that makes you feel like an adult even <laughs> when you're like 14 yeah. it's like I am hungry enough to need to eat a thing and I miss the hal- halcyon days of $5 foot long yeah. but like we never oh, had that here because the, the price the, the the currency difference was uh, was such that we had like a $7.69 foot long oh my god I'm sorry and we had to call it a 12 inch well at least if it's 12 inch apparently the foot long here is like 11, 11 inches yeah. so honestly it's worth it <laughs> whose foot was but no, it was like Subway. I still like the idea of being able to like put whatever you want on stuff. Yeah. But really, it's just not this. It's not the same. No. I've seen too many like Instagram videos of someone like filming their sandwich artist falling asleep while making their sandwich, and like that just makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I a while back I was a guest on a podcast on our network called Ranked Top Five Lists of Stuff That Don't Matter, and uh, we ranked the uh, top five fast food chains, and Subway ended up being our winner. Whoa, what the fuck? Because, because it is so good at like filling you up for like a solid price. It's dependable. You're not going to have an insanely good experience there, but you're always going to be satisfied afterward. And like, there's something for everyone, you know? I guess we're just erasing the child pedophilia. That's fine. We we had to we had to get rid of Jared in order to be okay with it. Yeah, that that was an important uh, important step. You all wearing Jared's big pants over your heads so you could have your head in the sand. Exactly. Incredible. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I, did you exclude regional fast food places? We had oh. to. We were all from different places. It wasn't going to work if we uh, got too regional on it. You know. That's fair. That's a very good point. And you have poutine and any place is good. Any like lots of people say this about pizza and I've had bad pizza, but like all poutine is good poutine. You can't have bad poutine. Like, well, even Mm -hmm. if it's like, unless the the fucking demi gloss is off, like, I'm not sure what the problem is. So, so like you're right in theory, but you're only right if we're being strict about our definition of poutine, which I think you have to be. Yeah, you have to be. Like, because, uh, like, McDonald's does a poutine that is only oh. only by, like, technicality is, a, is it a poutine. You know, like, it's wrong. 
Yeah, but like then you might as well be getting like disco fries, which are also good. And, and then, you know, tell me they're disco fries and I'll enjoy them. But as soon as you label something put in, it's like it's like if you gave me like black forest ham and called it prosciutto because prosciutto is the Italian word for ham, I'd be mm. like, "Look, you're not wrong, but this has a protected like this is a protected term and you have just harmed me." Yeah, no, especially especially when you're in that area, that it means something. You can't just say, uh, say "Yeah, other. exactly." That's like when you're on a food competition show and you call something that you fucked up like something else. It's like this isn't um, cacio e pepe because there's no cheese or pepper because you swapped it out for like greens and red pepper. That's not that. Like you can't do that. So I, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break and hop over to the mid roll, and then when we get back, we're gonna play a little game. Would you like to play a game? We're gonna play a game. Ooh, all right, folks, welcome to our mid-roll, our holly jolly Boxing Day mid-roll. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of December, you only got a few days left, folks. We'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of the show, you're functionally donating donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There is literally no other way to turn zero into six. And, you know, this time of year, especially today, Boxing Day, they can turn that $6 into like $8, depending on the kind of deals they get. So if that math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. We also have merch. And if you want, you can get an apron with our logo on it. And uh, we just posted a cute photo to uh, to my Instagram, at Tom Zalatni. If you want to see a picture of me and Teffer and our uh, four-year-old wearing our uh, matching No Bad Food aprons to make a batch of cookies last night uh it's on there it's cute you too could be cute with an apron go get one at our podcavern merch store all right that's enough for me let's get back to eric hey tom would you like to play a game with me eric i would love that all right tom this is called is this sandwich appetizing or too much (laughs) all right i'm looking at the uh order um, I'm looking at the menu for a place called Tony Baloney's. It's actually very popular on Instagram and TikTok. Okay. They make really, really wild uh, pizzas and Italian hot subs. Uh, and I wanted to read out the description of some of these uh, sandwiches to you so we can like erase looking at the beautiful uh, cross section and see if it just hearing the words is good enough that you might think this is this is interesting. Okay. Tony Baloney's is a resident of New Jersey. It is all over New Jersey. There's one in like Hoboken and one in one in um in Jersey City. I've not had the pleasure of going, but it is on my bucket list. I really, really want to go. Sounds and it seems good. listen, this place seems really good. This is not about whether Tony <laughs> Baloney's good or bad. This is if the description, something I said earlier in the episode. If just is just the description of the ingredients enough to get you to want to eat the sandwich? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Tom, would you like this with or without the ridiculous titles of the sandwich, the ridiculous names of the sandwiches that Tony Bologna's is assigned? Oh, I need the names. Come on. Okay, I'm going to read you the the ingredients, and then I'm going to read you the name. All right. Sounds good. Okay, we got this first one here. This is mezcal marinated ribeye, chipotle house sauce. Fried onions, lettuce, tomato, cilantro, and queso awaka string cheese. Tom, does this sound like a good sandwich? Yeah, 
That sounds pretty good to me, honestly. Do you think it's like? Do you? What do you think about like the? Is it too wet? Is it too dry? What do you think? Mm. What do you think about this? So, it almost sounds too wet until I remember. There's there's what fried onions on it, right? Yeah, there's fried onions. The wet stuff is the house sauce and the queso awaka string cheese. Yeah. So so I think it's probably fine. I, I think it's probably not too wet because like the like Oaxaca string cheese is like that's almost like uh it's like it's almost like fresh mozzarella texture right like yeah, it, yeah. uh which is not like the wettest like it's not dry either but it's like squishy more than anything uh, maybe that's wet I don't know uh, but I'm thinking about the fried onions and the fact that it's like a steak as opposed to yeah. any other kind of meat which is not going to be like the wettest you know I don't know I think it's probably fine I think I, it sounds good to me like flavor wise at least so I think probably the texture is okay I'm interested in the mezcal marinated ribeye, honestly. Uh, Tom, this is called the Olay. Like, Olay. I'm going to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> this one in particular, this one had a bunch of, um, now looking at the menu, it had, like, uh, trophies next to it, the trophy emoji. Okay. Because this uh, was on Guy Fieri's cheesesteak battle. This was on Kelly and Michael Kelly and Michael Live. This mm. was the Star Ledger's best cheesesteak in New Jersey. And it was on uh, Bitchin' Kitchen Cooking Channel action bronson's show and many other places sure sure so i guess they're calling it a, a cheesesteak which is kind of interesting i guess that's bizarre but all right yeah <laughs> it does it does seem bizarre all right uh i have another one here for you remember this is an italian place so there are quite a lot of uh oh it's also they <laughs> this one has a uh, a trademark next to it <laughs> they trademarked the name for the sandwich. okay okay which is, wait which, which one the Olay? yeah the Olay. that's one of the <laughs> All right. Okay, remember, this is an Italian place, so come yeah. along with me on this. Yeah. This is called the Snuggler. I'm saying the name first. Saying the name first. Here all we right, go. All right. This is creamy tomato soup. First ingredient. <laughs> Chicken cutlet, extra monster cheese, smoked bacon, crouton dust. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the names first because it throws you off. Is that breadcrumbs? Is that, is that breadcrumbs? Yeah, it's, it's crouton dust, Tom. Creamy tomato soup, chicken cutlet, extra monster cheese, smoked bacon, crouton dust. Tom, does this sandwich sound good? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and it's not even, I'll tell you, it's not even the soup. <laughs> like the soup, I'm intrigued about how they put soup in a sandwich, whatever. It's the, it's the monster for me and the crouton dust. I'm not, I'm yeah. not here for it. I don't understand. This is like they they ruined. Uh, they're an Italian place. They're called Tony Bolognese. Why not just make it a chicken parm? Well, hang on, hang on. How do they spell bologna? Because this is important. Oh, they spell it uh, not bologna. They spell it bologna. Mm, so are they Italian? They are definitely Italian. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go to another one. Remember, Tom. These places are. Uh, this is Italian, so they do have seafood on the menu. Sure. All right? Sure. So this is the lobster trap. This is steamed lobster. Again, eat no ER and A. Yep. Garlic aioli, bay, bayou butter, fresh and smoked mutz, M U T Z mutz, <laughs> and celery salt. I will add the price on this one. This one is $30. Oh my God. Okay. So right out the gate, I'm immediately suspicious of anything that refuses to use the actual name of the product because it makes me wonder if it's actually lobster and if it's actually mutts. Uh, no, it's funny. They, see, this, this is an exercise in copy. Yeah. <laughs> marketing. Um, that said, look, two kinds of two kinds of mozzarella, one smoked, one normal. 
celery salt, which is like one of the like big flavors in Old Bay seasoning, which goes great with lobster. I think probably this is a great sandwich. Is it a $30 sandwich? I have no idea. But if 30 American dollars too, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Ignoring the price tag, it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. I just don't think I agree with you. They didn't do a good job at selling it. It's like they're just relying on the pictures at this point. That's like 40 of my dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. 30, 30 American dollars. All right, Tom, we're going to the Thundercat, which is the one that I wanted to tell you because I feel like the image and the description are dis- are, do- are uh, not in symphony. They're not in, in sync here. Okay. Uh, the Im- I'll tell you, I'm going to spoil this. It looks great. But here, let me describe to you what what is on the sandwich. Thundercat, chicken cutlet, 80s-style creamed spinach, fresh mozzarella, salted ricotta, crispy onion. I'm not familiar with creamed spinach. It sounds off-putting just because, like, creamed spinach doesn't sound good. Do you not know from, like, steak places? Uh, Uh... Um, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. You know when you see a uh, uh, Instagram video of someone stirring paint? <laughs> oh, creamed spinach. Here we go. I, I Googled it. I uh, I just think of this as like spinach dip almost. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. artichoke spinach dip. Yeah. But it's less, I don't know. Like it, it comes in a ramekin and you're supposed to eat it. Mm-hmm. So this with a chicken cutlet and what else? Fried onions? Fresh mozzarella, salted ricotta, and then crispy onion on top. It sounds pretty good. Really? Like I... now that I have identified what creamed, like I'm not going to act like creamed spinach ever sounds good as a, no. as a phrase. Like that's a horrible name for a thing. But like knowing what it is and substituting the phrase creamed spinach for the image of creamed spinach. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it sounds all right. The image is good. I saw, I was inspired to play this game because I saw an Instagram post from Tony Bologna's, and I was like, wow, I love all the green on this. But it's hearing them describe it as 80s-style cream spinach and calling it the Thundercat like it's an 80s throwback. Like, is fucking Devo in this sandwich? Just tell me. Describe <laughs> it to me in a way I want to eat it. Truly. Yeah. I'm I'm opening up their their website menu now to see all the pictures of their sandwiches. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. None of these look like what I pictured them to look like at all. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is which is really something people listening should go take a look at their uh, look at their menu. We'll, we'll include the, the Instagram. We'll include the Instagram in the episode description. Yeah. 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 Okay. I just have one more for you, sure. and I'm not going to say the name because okay. it tickles me, and I want to share it later. Okay. Before you start poking around in the picture, yeah. More. This is a beer battered bird. Okay. That's what they described it: beer battered bird. Honey stout barbecue, smoked bacon, aged moots again, and sharp cheddar, sharp cheddar and Fritos. Does oh. this sandwich sound good? I feel they really took a dip into barbecue, and uh, even though they're an Italian place, I'm scared of whatever the bird is. <laughs> yeah, what's the bird? Like it could. I know it's probably chicken, but like it's not cool to call it bird. That's the thing. Like I, I don't. I don't really vibe with menus that make up names for their ingredients. Like, yeah. just tell me what the actual ingredient is, you know? N- name your product. That's the right you have. But don't that's name the right. ingredient. Um, yeah, that said, sounds pretty good. Now, Tom, what if I told you the name, which also is trademarked, is called the Shit-Faced 3000? <laughs> oh. I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't want it. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. 
this is like their attempt at a garbage plate, but it's like it's not. It's just like a wild barbecue sandwich. Like they're they're trying to put something on this. They're trying to theme these sandwiches without like understanding what's going on. Yeah. Um, I will say one that I just scrolled to the bottom and found is called the Bad Leroy uh, with ribeye, goat cheese, fried jalapenos, beet horseradish, Havarti, and crispy onion. And that sounds fucking great. Uh, the Bad Leroy is wonderful. I didn't get a chance to share that because it's out of stock. When I, on the, I'm on the toast uh, app because that's how I have to order it. <laughs> and this is out of stock. Just the beginning of that description, it starts by saying, this, this MF is bad. <laughs> Eight-hour brisket, goat cheese, fried jalapeno, and then all the stuff you said. Oh, brisket now instead of ribeye. Interesting. They changed it up a little. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But no, I just thought it was. I just thought it was interesting comparing some of the stuff. Uh, they also have one called the Wee Wee, which is that. French onion cheesesteak, French onion soup, caramelized onion, shaved ribeye, Gruyere cheese, parsley. Yeah. I have no problem with putting a French onion soup in a sandwich. I think it's smart. But uh, you know, again. We're really calling it the wee wee, really? They also spelled it both the French wee wee, wee wee, and then in parentheses, wee wee, like peeing both, <laughs> both times. They had to do both next to each other. Does that make it the wee 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 wee? Yeah, I think so. All right. And finally, I would just want to share with you all the roll choices you can get for all these sandwiches. <laughs> a regular roll, a seeded roll, a gluten-free roll, over fries, a wheat burrito, a white burrito, and for those of you watching your figure, you can have it over salad. <laughs> I can get all that on top of a salad. Just get it on. Yeah, throw that shit in some iceberg lettuce instead of a roll. Oh my god, I hope it's like you know when you get a a wedge salad. Yeah, and they yeah. just give you a half of a of a lettuce. Yeah, and they're like, "Here's your." I want it to be that. I want that to be the the salad that they serve. It's like it on arranged top of. around it like it's a crudite plate, <laughs> and the lettuce is in the middle. That's the iceberg that sunk your Titanic. Yeah, absolutely. Good lord! I thought I wanted. Yeah, the sandwich. The sandwich is wild. And like, listen, I I want to go to Tony Bologna. Sure, but like, it's just it's the way you got to describe it. It's like by. Is it worth it being irreverent South Park humor while you're selling me a sandwich? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer. That's the thing. I I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm all for I'm all for silly names for sandwiches and stuff. I, I think that's great. I think places need to embrace puns a little more. Uh, when I made a uh, eggplant parm sandwich that I sold exclusively during the high holidays at the shop this year, uh, I called it La Sandwich Tova, and it was a hit. But like, I I think. Sometimes it goes too far. I don't want to eat the wee wee. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to eat the wee wee. Is what I'm saying. You know, Tom, if you're doing some uh, sliders and you get like four of them, then you can call them eight crazy bites. Oh fuck! Well, I know what I have to do over the next uh, week. <laughs> I guess. Go. Hey, this episode comes out on the 26th, so it's too late. Yeah, it's <laughs> by the time people hear this, right in the middle. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right in the tail end. We're catching it. Yeah. You know, next year uh, Hanukkah goes into January. Oh shit! Isn't that scary? That, that is scary. That is scary. 2023 is a weird year already. Technically 2024, I guess. Uh, yeah, 2023 and 2024. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't like thinking that far ahead. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. It's it's too... Who knows what's gonna what we're going to be like. I might be like fully cranged by then, where <laughs> my brain is put inside of the middle of someone else's body, and I have to control it like a robot. Yeah, I might, that might be me. Well, you did just get married, right? That's the first... <laughs> the first step. first step yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be cranged inside of amanda's body 
<laughs> oh my god um one like final note here because uh, i i at the beginning of the recording i opened up the wikipedia page for sandwich because i always do this specifically this page no matter what i'm doing i always look this up um every morning i open up the sandwich wikipedia page and just look out on it it's my it's my daily scripture and uh this uh the second sort of chunk of the paragraph on history uh starts with the ancient jewish sage hillel the elder is said to have wrapped meat from the paschal lamb and bitter herbs in a soft matzah yeah, let's fucking go. Passover making it in. That's great. There we go, right? I'm like, I want to fucking, like, think about lamb and bitter herb sandwich. Yeah, lamb. well, that's literally Arby's right now, right? <laughs> like, that's pretty much horsey sauce. Hillel sure. was in the horsey sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I killed Tom. No. Tom, keep all that in. Keep all of it in. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for killing me at the end of this year, 2022. Yeah. Um, do you have any final words of wisdom to to send people into the new year? <laughs> no, listen, embrace your local places. Like every place now, no matter whether you live in a metro area or a small town, especially if you live in a college town, you probably have a good sandwich place near you. I want to give a special shout-out to Rosie and Sons in Poughkeepsie, New York, that made my wedding extra special with their incredible sandwiches. Um, let let know. Support your local businesses, find your sandwich shop, and go to that sandwich shop enough that they know your order. Uh, one of the greatest things that can happen is if someone you go if, is someone knowing your order I went to the bodega so much and I would get Amanda's sandwich, which is honey, turkey, bacon, mayo, and lettuce. I went to the bodega so much that they said, oh, it's the ladies' sandwich order. And then I'm like, yes, yes, it is. I love that. I love that. Yeah. As as a person who is on the other end of that interaction a lot, for a lot of us, it's really exciting to be able to give you your your usual too. So like, I, I echo that sentiment. Become a regular somewhere. Become a regular. That's my tw- that's my uh, resolution for all of you in 2023. <laughs> uh, where can people find you if they want to find you? What should what should people check out of yours? Well, I, <laughs> I listen. I spent I've spent how many years of my life plugging my Twitter, and now it feels like a poison pill. <laughs> uh, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at l underscore silvero e l underscore s-a-l-v-e-r-o my name if i was a lucha libre wrestler but you can also find me on all of the podcasts like join the party our actual play dungeons and dragons podcast or on games and feelings an advice show all about games all types of games uh including the snacks you're supposed to get when you're at games it's more excuses for us to give advice that we're unqualified for it's quite a lot of fun um and listen more shows coming out for multitude 2023 is going to be a good year it's a good year to be in podcasting, I'll tell you that much. Um, and I'm excited to do more. And Tom, thank you so much for letting me come on this show. Thank you for uh, being also, here. Also, I want to give a special shout out to my Hanukkah present from my mom, which is that Edith's is having a line of like cool streetwear sweatshirts. And if everyone knows, uh, Edith's, the wonderful Jewish, uh, like neo-Jewish uh, restaurant in Brooklyn, my favorite restaurant in the world. Uh, I'm very excited to have this. Oh my God, I might, I might have to like send you a little money so you can pick something up for me because that's no no it's all it's uh deliver i'll send you the link online yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry i meant internationally like (laughs) oh (laughs) pre-order so you might be able to make work i'll send you the link cool Uh, on the computer (laughs) (laughs) through the internet wow in the cyber web (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh boy it's been a long week folks it's been a long year happy 2022 happy 2023 for he's a jolly good fellow happy happy 2023 on lang zang uh online yeah. online <laughs> <laughs> online zang <laughs> oh wow oh shit and that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening to No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalatnite. If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to donate. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Carlea, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, and Sarah. Patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. If that's exciting for you, you can head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to make it happen. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends at the Podcavern merch store. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Gravy Train Ingles, and our cover art is by David Jersey Jezebel Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last, but certainly not least, the show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Podcavern Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. See you next year! Pew pew pew, 2023. Yeah, you know me. You understand. It just takes a little time. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Do you love YA Lit? Looking for a community of readers who love it as much as you do? Want to find more rad, diverse books? Check out Yeah Podcast, a show about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. Every episode, we discover new books, revisit old classics, hold exclusive interviews with amazing authors, and talk a lot, a lot about Twilight. This is our book club, and you're invited. Find us and many other shows in the Pod Cavern. What Mega Man boss would make the most terrifying kaiju? I, for one, want to be the first to welcome our new kaiju overlords. How would Adam Sandler fit in the MCU? I injected myself with the Green Goblin serum. Oh! Debate This is a podcast that asks the questions about your favorite video games and comics that no one is asking. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you download podcasts. And on social media at Debate This Cast. None of it's that so is mind control. Though. It's so close. It's not it's, so close. It's, it's,